Hi guys and welcome to the Partyology Experience. My name is Marcus Prentice and I am the owner of Feel Good Events and I'm here today with Emma DeJong. She's the General Manager at Feel Good Events and we thought it would be a great idea to start a podcast and talk about parties, weddings and events and everything to do with them. And uh, so over the coming weeks, months and years, hopefully we can uh, enlighten you on tips and ideas on all different things to do with events and parties now, uh, in today's episode, we're going to talk about, I guess, our backgrounds and, and why we think we're qualified to talk about these sorts of things. Uh, so there'll be a bit about us today, but yes, hopefully in the coming episodes, it'll be more ab- about, you know, tips and, and how to do things and how to get, create the best party experience possible. So, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, we'll start today, as I said, talking more about uh, our experience. And the first thing I think I want to talk about is as a uh, business owner and, you know, somebody who's done parties and events for a long time, I always call myself a partyologist and a lot of people laugh about that and I have that on my email signature mm-hmm. and people think that's quite funny. <laughs> um, and uh, I used to uh, sort of take it a bit of tongue-in-cheek um, a while ago, but now I sort of take it a bit more serious. And I guess a partyologist is someone who engages and partakes in the study of parties. And I guess I can honestly say that's something I've done for a long period of time. I've been doing parties for over 25 years in uh, various ways. So I really can say that I have studied parties and I study people at parties. Um, but I, the other sort of meaning to it is someone who is extremely proficient in understanding the psychology and key elements of what it takes to plan high quality parties. And I really feel based on uh, yeah doing a lot of parties, I can add a lot of value for people throwing a party or event or a wedding and um, yeah, give them great tips and ideas to, to really make it the party of their life. So anyway, that's, that's what a partyologist is. And uh, yeah, as I say, some people think it's really funny, um, and I, I do too, I guess. But um, yeah, so anyway, today we're, as I said, we're here with Emma DeJong. She's the general manager, and we, we've worked together for quite a while. And uh, I thought mm-hmm. we would start, as I said, with a bit about us. And uh, so Emma... How did you? Yes. <laughs> how did you get into events? Tell us your story. It's not a long story because I'm only 29, but I got into events um, due to the fact that I was always playing the family gatherings. I was always organising the movie dates with all my girlfriends. Sort of a whole range of things I was always organising. Everyone used to go, "You should do it like events or weddings or something like that." I'm like, "Oh yeah, you know." I just sort of did it for fun. It all sounds fun. It sounded it? fun, and I was like, you know, I used to love doing it because I'm so OCD, like organised. I love organising things, and you know, I am a little bit bossy as well. Um, probably why I'm general manager here because I boss everyone around. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> um, but I did really like just that whole element of events. So I decided after school, I did want to do a whole bunch of other things, but I really couldn't pick one thing and events kept coming back up multiple times. So I really sort of thought, why don't I just give this a go? So I went to William Anglis as soon as I finished um, high school. I went there for two and a half years and did an advanced deployment of events, which to be honest, I think was the best thing I did was go to William Anglis. They give you so much knowledge. They give you lots of um, on-site, you know, on doing all the functions yourself. Work experience. Yeah, work experience. So you do lots of things that you're not just in a classroom learning words and what you need to do and budgeting and all those exciting things. You're actually learning how to put events together. So for me, that was my funnest part. Yes, all those things come like budgeting and things like that, but running events is what we do it for. Yeah. And how many years did you do that for? So I did two and a half. Okay. So two and a half years I did that. And then after I decided that I wanted to live a little bit and I went and lived at 
um, Florida in the USA and I actually worked at Disney World, which was quite fun. I think most people get a bit surprised when they hear that I've done that because it's quite a different thing to do. It's um, yep. I didn't go straight into the workforce. I decided I wanted to just go do something for myself. So I did that for six months, lived in America for um, six months, which was a bit of a learning curve. I was only like 21 at the time. So for me as an individual, it was a real growing process. <laughs> and then I came back and actually within a month of me coming back, I actually landed the job here at Feel Good Events. So I have been here for seven years now. It's crazy to even say it out loud. Feels like seven years. I started here when I was 22 and I'm now nearly 30. (laughs) But it's been an awesome learning curve for me. I think I started as a part-timer here just two or three days a week. Then I led into something that's been, you know, my career for the last seven years. So I've done every single role under the sun in this business. So I know this business like the back of my hand. So I I love it in the fact that I've been able to do – just the smaller events and I've been, you know, and I've watched the business grow as well, which has been such a fantastic thing for me and everyone involved to see we've gone from, you know, these quite small functions to these larger corporate functions. So we we do all those smaller functions still now, but it's just crazy to see how much it's grown in that time. So I think also having the roles and doing multiple roles has been a a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. To learn, of course. So that is basically what I have done, but I must say in that seven years, I've done a lot of functions. Yes. <laughs> Some of the years we did thousands. So it's been, you know, lots and lots of functions and lots of different clients and themes. And so there's definitely a lot of practice in there. I can so tell you. What, what, are a couple, what are the couple of uh, functions that have stood out the most, do you oh, think? I think the ones that you get to be really good creative. <laughs> yeah. Most of them are good. I don't have any like bad stories, which is quite good in seven years. I know that's probably not a lot of time in the event industry, but I have had lots of really good experiences. And most of the time it's when the client has given you full trust in doing their function. You can do sort of whatever you want. I know we don't all have that flexibility, but some clients that do, it really gets that creative sort of vibe going. You get to sort of pick what you want to do, all those sort of things. So there was a corporate client we did um, in the city, which we did a masquerade theme, which I really loved. I got to do everything. So I got to organize the florals, all the decor, furniture, everything basically involved. And the thing that sticks out the most is when the client came into the room and he literally could not stop hugging me. He hugged me probably about eight times within an hour. And every time I walked past him, he's like, I just can't believe this is the room. Like, I can't believe you've done this. Like, it just, I've never seen anything like it. And for me, it was like, all those hours and hours of work and, you know, it's really hard, you know, taking all the furniture in and everything like that. So for me – Yeah, especially it when so, it was at Eureka Tower and oh, 89 floors. We went up, up those lifts like about 400 times and I knew what the yeah. actual wording was. They did like a little speech in the lift and we knew it off by heart by the end. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just being able to see the client's reaction, I just – I don't get to see it all the time unfortunately because I'm normally here in the office or we're not on site when the full function's done. But it's so rewarding. I couldn't yeah. – it, it makes everything worth it. I, that is the reason why we do events and I think most people in the event industry would say the same. It's just the face people give you as soon as they walk in to say you've just – you've not even just hit their expectations. You've just blown it out of the water. So yeah, that's, that's my right. favourite part of being in yeah. the events. So I, I guess, you know, there's all that excitement of doing events but also, you know, the joy of working with me every day is always, a, you know, for seven years is, it's a roller coaster, is, is right? exciting thing, isn't it? That's right. <laughs> Love and hate every day. So every job, you know, obviously you make it sound so wonderful, Emma. I like do. I want to work at good events or do events. Yeah. So what's the downfall? There's got to be a downfall. There is. So I guess in the last couple of years I've really taken on logistics and for me last-minute bookings can sometimes sort of be a bit of a hard one for me. 
bit it's, stressful. It's not that we don't like taking on last minutes, but it does make my job a little bit harder. It's just making sure that logistically we can, you know, eat, make the client happy, make sure that we're going to be able to deliver on time, all those sort of things as well. Yeah. So it does change things around a lot and it can get very stressful during our peak times. But that's sort of my main sort of logistic issue. I guess another sort of hard one with events is that people's expectations are a lot higher in regards to cost. Um, so they might have an amazing photo of something that they love on Pinterest, but the cost would be four times the amount of their budget. So yep. it's sometimes it's not a it's not a like a con to the industry, but sometimes it is a hard thing that I don't think clients fully understand how much things cost, and that sometimes you let them down. And I feel like that's. It makes me upset that I'm letting someone down for something that they've probably seen on Pinterest for months and they're like, I just want to have that theme and then you let them down by the cost. So it's that sort of thing as well. I think by education and things like that, I think we'll be able to teach people that things aren't always, you know, cheap. They're quite expensive. They're custom builds. But they're probably my two um, negatives of sort of being in the event industry. But they're not – like they're things that come with the job. Like – yeah. Good and the bad. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. And that's not too bad. No, and it's yeah. not too bad at all. Like, and we have so many lovely clients and, you know, it's just, it is a nice, it's, I come to work and I plan functions and parties for people. Like, it yeah. can't be that bad, can it really? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds great. I, I want to do it. <laughs> you do do it. Oh, that's right. Yes, I forgot. <laughs> well, sort of to a point. <laughs> yeah, well, you, yeah. you're here bossing everyone around as well. Yeah, that's so. right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that then leads into me. My role is is a bit different being the owner of the business, and especially these days we're a lot bigger than we used to be. So yes. in the old days I used to, a bit like you, do it all and do bookings and, and all that sort of you stuff. Did. Now now I'm a bit more selective and, and I have to worry about all sorts of things like taxes and accountants and all the boring stuff like that. So, <laughs> yes, but, you know, if, if I was to get into why I got into events um, – I guess originally when I was, I've always loved music, um, big into all sorts of music. And uh, I guess I, in um, when I was about 16, sort of found a love for parties. And I, the first thing that I ever did that sort of maybe was a hint of where I was going to head in the future was for a school assignment in year 12, we had to do a thing called a communication project. And for mine, I put on a party and uh, with a group of other friends and we had to write all about what we'd organised and we videoed it and all that sort of stuff and then get up and do a presentation afterwards. And I, I sort of at that point I got into DJing as well. And so that was my my start of I guess my party journey. When I left high school I didn't know really where I wanted to go. I didn't go to university because I was still very unsure on what to do and so I just sort of worked part-time. I was DJing a fair bit on the weekends. I knew I still loved doing that. So I DJed in nightclubs and parties and pubs and did all that sort of stuff as you do as a young guy. And um, yes, then on my honeymoon, I decided, well, had a bit of an epiphany and much to the disgust of my wife. On your honeymoon. (laughs) On my honeymoon, decided that I was going to start a DJ business full-time. And so I told my wife that I was going to throw in my job and start up a business doing DJing full-time. And she was very supportive, of course, but she said, why did you wait to our honeymoon to tell us that? <laughs> There's and, a reason. <laughs> anyway, it can't have been that bad because we're still married after yes. 22 years, I think it is there now. You go. So That's fine. Yeah, so and that was my start of my journey. And so then I started up a, a DJ business that I ran from home and we had kids and I was a stay-at-home dad. And I looked after my two daughters while they were young. And because I was running a DJ business, it was all on the weekends, so I could DJ on the weekends and at night time. So it worked really well from a family functioning type of uh, point of view. And I slowly built that up and, you know, got to the point where I had a dozen DJs and lots of equipment and we just, I just ran it from home and it was great. It was very flexible. 
was doing lots and lots of parties and so and I just loved it and, and you know and I couldn't believe for many years I couldn't believe that I was getting paid to do that because I just loved it so much That's these good. days sometimes you know some some parties depending if they're not going too well I'm like I'm glad I'm getting paid for this and uh, you know but most of the time you know I'd do it for free if I could yeah anyway um about 12 years ago uh, I think it's 12 years feel good events has been around this 12 June. years yep I decided to grow the business and uh, we moved into equipment hire and we started doing speakers and lights and those sorts of things. And that has just progressed from there right into, um, yeah, furniture and dance floors and all sorts of draping and styling products. And, and yeah, I guess we still have that, um, really party focused, um, but just a real mix of, of products and, and styling stuff. And Emma came on board about seven years ago and has really helped grow the business. And, you know, along with all the other staff that we've had, you know, and building up to a staff to, you know, sort of 20 odd staff and, you know, more in the busy times and doing literally thousands of functions a year. So we've really come a long way in, in the business and yeah, really developed. But I, you know, because I've been a DJ and I still DJ for a long time, uh, you know, still DJing now, sorry, I should say, and um, that's getting close to 30 years and I still do love doing that and that keeps me grounded because that's why I started the business in the first place and I really do love seeing people have fun. Like mm. that's what it's all about. I love making people feel good, hence the feel-good events. That's the <laughs> only reason I, you know, that's why I did this business. I didn't do it to make money because yeah. it's very hard to make money in businesses if you own a business. Um, I really did it because I like people having them. You know, seeing people have a great time and like Emma said that, wow, oh, you've, you know, made my day, made my night. doesn't matter what type of event it is. You know, if awesome. we've, if we've decorated the space and created an, an experience for the guests that is the best that they can have, then that's, that's what it's all about. Mm. And for this podcast, it's really about that. It's about, um, we can tell you how to do certain things, how to decorate your space, how to set up your venue, all that sort of stuff. But it's more about creating a great experience for our clients and we look at it really from almost like a scientific um, perspective yeah. and making sure all those elements come together to create the best experience possible for the guests and for the person or the couple having that event. It's not about just making it look pretty. We're all about that. We can do that. We do that every every week. Yeah. But there is so much more to it than that and hopefully over this podcast that's what we're going to discuss and you'll see that, okay, I you know, it's great if you've got big budgets and you've got $50,000 or $100,000 to spend on your event. We can make it look awesome, but that doesn't always guarantee it's going to be the best party. There's always certain, uh, lots of other elements that will go into it to create that great experience for people. And it could be, you know, the size of the venue, the way the, the space is set up so that people stay connected. If, you know, if the space is not set up in the right way, it can make people feel disconnected and then the function doesn't go as well or the energy or the atmosphere in the room is not as good. Mm. So that's what we're all about and we talk about that sort of stuff day and night. So, you know, even when we do photos, we sometimes we do photo shoots, you know, they, we can make it look good in the photos but we probably would do it different if we were doing it for a client because it might not be as functional or create the best experience on the day and that's what the bottom line is. It's creating that best experience on the day. So hopefully, uh, yes, as I say, we'll share lots of tips. Um, we've got lots of stories to tell about parties and events, especially doing so many. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've DJed at so many events from nudist clubs to nightclubs to, 
You know, I've, <laughs> I've done everything, I think, except for a funeral. I say that all the time. Um, not that I'd really want to DJ at a funeral. I can't see it being no. an exciting no, event. No. Um, but, yes, done so many different types of events in different spaces, places, outside, inside, Cryle Castle to the aquarium to, you know, Eureka Tower, you know, all sorts of function spaces. So I've seen a lot in the 30 years and it's making me sound really, really old. It is, sorry. You wouldn't think I'm only 35, would you? <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, that's what it's going to be all about. Hopefully it won't be boring for you. And, uh, we hope that you will tune in to listen to lots more podcasts in the coming, in the future. So thanks for listening and, uh, you'll hear from us soon.